supposedly if you go into the bathroom and turn off the lights and chant Bloody Mary three times, she appears. Shame. That sounds Shame. so sexy. Shame. You know? Can I open the podcast with that? Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. This I'm is Brennan. your premier itchy podcast host, Sergio Robles. And also me, Brennan. Also itchy. Have, yeah, okay. Well, the thing is... Um, we're recording this very close to our previous recording because, as we mentioned, we're going to be in Cincinnati. So we, you know, we didn't want to miss out on a recording while we were there. So we did it again real fast. And also, the thing is, neither of us have shaved for a couple of days because we're planning on shaving the day we leave, so we don't have to shave for the whole trip. Yep. And so we're both itchy, and that's what the thing that he said is—that weird thing that you don't didn't understand. Give us all your um, local suggestions for Cincy when we go there. Yeah, Sin City, I've heard it called. By me. Yeah, right, puns Brennan. are great. So why are we here? Uh, well, we're here to talk about Urban Legends Bloody Mary, and we have no 10-word reviews because, as I mentioned, we're doing this very soon after the previous one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here is the plot of the 2005 direct-to-video film, Urban Legends Bloody Mary. The vengeful spirit of a murdered student terrorizes a group of teenagers on prom night. And let me tell you what, almost not a single word of that is correct. I don't know where this plot came from. You know what? I know where it came from. It came from Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, which is a source of great inspiration for Urban Legends Bloody Mary, but not the movie. Have you seen that movie? Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. The Prom Night movies are great. I have never heard of this movie until right now, this very oh, second. I've got to make you watch it. And I I'm love... sure it's in this apartment somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's right behind me. I love Prom Night 2 and 3 and 4 is pretty good, too. What anyway, about the original prom night? It's on, it's not great. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I figured that when you were like, I love prom night two and three and four. And I was like, wait, what about the first one? No, it, it's a very generic kind of boring mm-hmm. slasher movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Urban Legends Bloody Mary. As always, we're ranking this movie out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. But because that plot synopsis was so lacking, should we tell our friends a little bit about what it's about? Brennan, I would love that. Okay. So fade in. <laughs> <laughs> Jump to. There's a girl named Mary. Um, she's the victim of a prank that... Okay. These aren't pranks. This is just <laughs> no, abuse. Not. Yeah, the, the prank is that she and two of her friends get roofied by a bunch of jocks and then just like abandoned on the side of the freeway, which just is not a thing. And I'm not saying I wanted, I wanted it to go where you know, where you'd think it would go. Mm -hmm. But that would make more sense and be, I don't know, more of a revenge. I don't know. Like I'm saying, I'm not saying I want to see this in my movies or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's such a weird thing that is nothing. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's very upset about it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what happened? Obviously no one should ever be roofied ever, but like, it's very strange. It's a very strange like prank that, they are like they are convinced that it's a regular thing because not only do they do it at the beginning of the movie but the prank repeats itself 
Yeah, in, in um, modern day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, to set the scene, we have the, the Chiron, Salt Lake City, 1969, which we were not expecting at the beginning no. of this movie. Um, and then it's just, it's, yeah, like, who does this? Is this something the people in the middle of America do? In the West that is Utah? Who knows? We'll have to ask when we're in Cincinnati. Have you ever been roofied and just dropped somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so that happened. One one prank that is unequivocally bad is Mary gets murdered the hell out of by one of the jocks. Actually, she does not get murdered by him. Well, no, because he punches her and then she hits her head on a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's still his fault. Yeah, but you know he didn't directly murder her. Okay, it was not he didn't he was not intending to murder her, mm-hmm. but he did. So mm-hmm. I guess it's manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he locked her in the little chest. Remember? No, and that's where alive. that's just where he hid the body. No, she was alive. Well, she still died then. Well, I mean, yeah, but like you can argue that she died of her like. Own. Okay, that's still murder. This <laughs> is know, some jigsaw bullshit logic where jigsaw's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, um, I'm not killing these people; they're killing themselves. And it's like you did put their head in like a reverse bear trap, so I think you're partially responsible. Okay, fine, fair. Um, what I'm saying though is, is that he didn't kill her when he like knocked her head upside the desk. Okay, but he that- did overreact and was like, I think it's time to just. Not even bury the body. He just, like, put the body in a chest and assumed no one would ever find it. And he was right. Yeah. The only person to find it was using, like, some sort of psychic dream connection to find it. Mm-hmm. So nobody in in 35 years went, like, oh, what is this? What's in this trunk in the school basement? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody cared. Yeah. It just goes to show you schools are not funded well. True. Because they're not Mm -hmm. cleaned regularly. Okay, yeah, that's true. And also, this is another (laughs) thing where this movie's kind of ripping off Hello, Mary Lou prom night, too, because she was also in a trunk in the school basement. Not her body, but, like, her ghostly presence. A ghost was in the trunk? Yes, because um, when Vicky... So, let me get this straight. This Uh this movie's about a haunted trunk? No, not really. Well, Vicky needs a prom dress, and she's... I don't, she's either poor or her mom doesn't want her to go or both. Uh-huh. Um, so she goes into the drama department and she opens up this ancient chest that has Mary Lou's things in it. And she finds her dress and thus gets possessed by the spirit of Mary Lou, who was oh, murdered okay, at prom okay. 30 years ago. I was just imagining like a chest that had like a ghost in it. Um, kind of like, a, you know, genie is in a lamp or whatever. Or um, a bottle, as Christina Aguilera says. Uh, well, I mean, you know, genie in a lamp doesn't really have a rhyme to it. Uh, gotta so, clamp me the right way. <laughs> um, so I don't know where I was going with that. Does she rhyme anything with bottle in that song though? Oh, the meter. If you wanna, this is not karaoke. This is not karaoke. No, it's yeah, it's A B C B. Nothing rhymes with bottle. She could have said lamp. Okay, you you send that to her songwriter. I will. Anyway, what are we talking about? I forgot. Oh, yeah. So, um, the haunted chest. However, it happens. Mary gets murdered. Mm -hmm. She gets moitered. And eventually, cut to Kate Mara and her friends are hanging her out at a slumber party during the homecoming dance because they're cool. And they talk about urban legends because this is an urban legend movie. And then um, she says Bloody Mary three times, but not into a mirror. She just kind of says it out into the into the ether. Mm-hmm. But the ghost of Mary does appear and she begins killing the children of the people who killed or who were responsible for the, you know, the prank that ended in her death. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kills them in ways related to urban legends because 
this is an urban legends movie so she had to i guess it makes no sense it doesn't and what's even weirder is that they kind of like tie it into the previous movies as well oh yeah they find news articles about pendleton and alpine university and they're like this also happened yeah it was really one of those um kind of like oh this is gonna be a standalone movie but then why not just have these like throwaways to the original franchise yeah, like there are a couple things. There's there's one scene that's straight up taken from Urban Legends Final Cut. They mm-hmm. actually in real life enact the scene that they were filming in her student film of like the dog hanging in the shower and the mirror says humans can lick too because like his hand was being licked by the dog at first. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um and also Foxy Brown is referenced with a black character because mm-hmm. they're like, We couldn't get Loretta Divine. <laughs> so we got this great detective. I mean, she was like a, a stoner hippie lady, which yeah. was, I loved her. She was great. She was a little crazy. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Look, she was subject to a a really inexplicable prank that leaves scars. But I mean, like, we were introduced to her character, and this is going to, like, tie into the campiness as well. It was like, they're knocking on their her door, uh-huh. and she opens the door. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I think I have it written down what she says. Yeah, tell me verbatim. Um, I'm going to mess it up. Oh, she says... Power to the pre, power to the people. Free Angela Davis. How you doing? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that was just like, and that was really quick. Like you said, it's slow compared to her. Yeah. And it was just kind of like a lot at once. I was like, whoa, okay, this woman has not changed in the thirty some years that has progressed since her friend was grisly murdered. Yes. Um. Yeah. So that's what happens. Um. Also, you know, um, Kmart and her friends get like roofied by the jocks and like left in some sort of storage it was facility like a warehouse, yeah. that they have to break out of after a day mm-hmm. and the cops are like this is probably just a prank the girls pulled to freak you guys out and it's yeah. like oh yeah look that's an even weirder prank that makes even less sense why would they roofie themselves mm-hmm. and then like go hide in a warehouse mm-hmm. uh, truly what was most like horrifying of this movie was the fact that these girls were made out to be victim or made out to be the like villain perpetrators yeah they were made out to be the villains in their own victim story and i was like come on like yeah, he might as well have said, um, oh, they found roofies in the system. It's an old house, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just the wind. Yeah. The wind blew roofies into their mouths. That was pretty much what he did. All anyway. right, so Brennan, we're about to go into our uh, scariness score. Yes. All right, so as always, we raise, raise, we raise yeah, our no, movies. Yeah, no, we talked um, about this. We did? Yeah. Aww. But just we've been talking for like eight minutes about the plot, so we got distracted. Okay, so what is your horror score? My scariness score is one out of five. Really? Yeah. You never never frightened? No. Did what'd you write it? I rated two. Why? Um, I thought that the scene there was a lot of weird scenes. True. <laughs> by weird, I mean it felt like they were going somewhere. Um, like it was the potential to be like cause we kept looking at these weird angles where the dog was licking his fingers. Uh-huh. Um and it seemed like the dog was gonna bite it off. That would have been cool, especially because another guy got his finger cut off because mm-hmm. it was like the, the finger in the Coke can mm-hmm. urban legend or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of just weird one-off scenes like that where it seemed like it was building for something, but then it turned out to just be nothing. So I know that's kind of underwhelming. Uh, but you were tense during those moments? I was tense during those moments. I was like, okay, so is the dog going to bite it off? Like, I don't want the dog to do this. <laughs> um, and it didn't. Yeah. And then I was also even worried that, that he was going to like do have relations with the dog. What? Yeah, because he went... Like got, in like, American Pie, The Book of Love? Exactly like that movie. Uh, you ripped the thought right out of my head. Because uh, he went and got snacks for the dog and himself. And I was like, oh, this just seems like it's going to go somewhere wrong. <laughs> um, but sure, but luckily it didn't. 
Uh, but during those moments, I was pretty tense. I don't know if I was like, I mean, I clearly was attributing meaning where there was none, uh-huh. but I don't know how much of that was intentional. Okay. Well, what about, what of campiness though, Sergio? What's your score for that one? It gets a four. Oh boy. Okay. It gets I'm, a solid four. I'm giving it a three because mm-hmm. I feel like everything in this movie is like a little underwhelming, mm-hmm. but why did you give it a, such a high score? Um, I think for all the reasons that we've already mentioned, uh, we got pretty lost in talking about the plot. And that's because it's pretty zany when you think about it. It is very zany. Uh, Kate Mark and Kate Mara's character is a twin. Oh, yeah. I always forgot that um, she and her twin brother were twins because mm-hmm. I think the actor must have been like five years older than her. Uh-huh. And also, I feel like they had sexual tension. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like there's these weird there's this weird energy in this film that makes you think that something's going to happen. And, and it never does. It never does. So there's that element to it. There's the uh, 70s uh, Afro hippie woman. Uh-huh. Um, who is great. Who is great. She is. She she really is great, though. She helps save Kate Mara in the end. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for your service. Um, uh, there's the cops that literally do nothing. They hold up the scene. Uh, or hold up the movie. Um there's the spiders. Yeah. So we finally got like the true enactment of the uh, urban legend that I really confused you with when I mentioned it in part one. Uh-huh. Um, this is like a different version than the one I was mentioning, but a spider lays eggs in a girl's face and they just like explode out of her. And it's really, it's really gross. It's really gross. It's also scientifically impossible that these spiders will hatch in the amount of time that, uh, the the original spider like laid an egg in her face but they're ghost spiders they are also they're computer generated spiders they look so bad yeah it was gross that whole scene was pretty gross it was i let's save a little bit of that for effects but um yeah no that was crazy i i just have a couple of lines i want to throw out that i thought were funny Uh uh-huh um, well, there's a part where the, the, like one of the mean jock boys, he says he's going to get the heck out of Dodge, which mm-hmm. just feels so toothless for, mm-hmm. you know, a guy like toting roofies and like trying to murder people or whatever. Yeah. And there I- was another, um, one of the jocks girlfriends, she might've been like the, uh, um, like homecoming queen or something. Uh-huh. Uh, she was talking to Kate Mara's character about, uh, like maybe you shouldn't go so hard on, you know, the jocks or whatever. Um, she was making Kate Mara out to be the victim or something. You um, mean the perpetrator again? Mm-hmm. Well, because yeah, she released a story in the school paper about how the jocks are like not doing grades or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. The all I know is that the grammar in her headline was out of control. Oh yeah, did you ever like? Tweet I did that take out? a picture. Oh, okay. I don't. I didn't tweet it out or anything. I'll, I'll try and remember to do that. Okay. Um, but it's not properly capitalized. There's no question mark at the end where there should mm-hmm, be. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like that email your student sent you. Oh no, we we're not going to mention that. This. Um, uh, but yeah, that cheerleader person or whatever, she was just looking at Kate Morrow's like, oh, was it really that hard to climb out of a window? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how dare you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this girl is trapped in a warehouse for days. Clearly, she didn't know how to access the window, so something deeper is going on. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, th- there is that. And also, there's a there's a good part where two of the mean jocks were going to meet to try to figure out how to bring down these girls. Which Everyone's really into bringing down these girls who all they did was get roofied and end up in a warehouse. And people are really upset about mm-hmm. it. How dare they? I don't get it. I mean, they can ruin this football person's career. So, you know, there's always that. Yeah. 
He's like, I did a bad thing to you, and now you can ruin me with it. How dare you? Mm-hmm. How um, dare I be held accountable for my actions? I know. Anyway, um, he tells his friend to meet him behind the park, and I'm like, what is... I don't know. The park is not a building. I just don't know how you can meet behind a park. It just... I don't know. <laughs> um, and also, um, one of the jocks is named Buck, but the way Kate Mara pronounces it, it just sounds like she's saying book. And yeah, that I, was your favorite joke. That was a source movie. of endless amusement to me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, but what about book? What's happening with book? How's he doing? Mm-hmm. Has he been read yet? <laughs> anyway, wh- what's your effect score for the movie? Um, A three, I think. Maybe uh-huh. even a two. Uh, See, that's what? fair. What? Go ahead. I think it is a three in ambition and a two in execution. Yeah. Um, the CGI is terrible. It is so bad. There's a lot of it though. So like you said, <laughs> you know, they were, they got, they got crazy with it. Yeah. I, I, they got it, hyped with the CGI. They were like, yo, we have a budget for computers and we're going to need some of these screensavers to the yeah. best of <laughs> effect mm-hmm. we can. No. Cause like, I, I think it, it feels like a PG 13 movie in general, but like the deaths feel like a hard PG 13. Like they're really going for it mm-hmm. and it doesn't look great, but the intention is there and it's kind of, rough in certain ones mm-hmm. um like the aforementioned spiders bursting out of the face scene mm-hmm. she also ends up with two shards of mirror in her forehead because she crashes into the mirror trying to get the spiders out of her face yeah but she ends up like peeling off her entire forehead by pulling the glass out it's so gross it's very gross and the cops i think rule it a suicide and i'm like okay <laughs> they're like she just like <laughs> i don't know took some uppers and peeled her face off yeah that was Again, these cops, they suck. Yeah, and then Kate Mara's like, I literally saw her covered in spiders. And they're like, that's probably a lie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are the worst cops in the world. See, this is why I believe women. You know, women, thank you for putting up with us. God. Yep. Too true. All right. Anyway, were there any other deaths that spoke to you? The last one. It was pretty crazy. Uh, Which one? Like Like the last scene. The, like, ultimate scene or whatever. Oh, where the, her, uh, spoiler alert, her evil stepdad turned out to be the murder jock. Uh-huh. Like, he gets all, like, sucked into the ghost dimension or whatever. Which I called in the first five minutes of this movie. Oh, yeah, because he was, like, he said something about, like, oh, my wife, you were homecoming queen. And Sergio was, like, oh, yeah, he's the bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't there, like, a weird green CGI scene during that? Green? Yeah, I feel like it was green CGI. Well, wasn't there, like, weird smoke between the two of them? And she was, like, you know, I don't know. Sure. I'm just going to go. There's a lot of weird CGI that was magical. Mm-hmm. It was like the end of Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. I think there was some weird green CGI at some point. Sure. And it was just not pretty. It looked like a screensaver on screen or uh-huh. on this television screen. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we have not talked about my favorite death, which is the guy who pees on an electric fence and oh, then electrocutes funny. him and yeah. he goes flying backwards. That should have been put for campiness. That was so good. I did. I, I did sort of include. I included that there in my notes, but I forgot to mention it till okay, now. Okay, good. I'm happy you, you remembered. Yeah, it was great. And also, um, Mary gets her head like split open when she hits her head on the table, and that was pretty gross, too. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie's a lot of gross stuff. Mm. How about, oh, we need to talk about one of the jocks. He's flirting with this girl who works at a tanning salon, um, oh. and he ends up getting like charred to death in the tanning bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember, okay, 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 okay. Remember how right before yes, he goes what in, I want to talk about. he takes two pills. Yes, and then we're like, okay, what's happening? Is you thought they were Viagra? Yeah. What else would they be? Oh, because he definitely like, he definitely wants to bone the girl after he gets tan. Uh huh. I thought they might have just been drugs. He was taking some uppers or something. It doesn't take that long to kick in. I, I have no clue. Who knows? Um, but the pills are also giant. Uh-huh. They are so big. 
Yeah. They're like those like Flintstones gummies. Or like those big round mints that you get at like fancy restaurants that are like kind of soft and soft and like peppermints. Nice. Well, I mean they're peppermint, fl- but they're like the big poofy ones. Like, oh yeah, that you can yeah. kind of bite into and they're soft and they're not like hard. Like I don't put those in my mouth. If it's not chocolate, it's not going in. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's why I love the Olive Garden. They give you chocolate mints. Those are really good. The Andes ones. Yeah, I don't know if they're are they. I don't, no, they're not Andes. They're Olive Garden like brand. Okay, well, but like they're like they're like Andes. Olive Garden. When you're here, you're a family. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Continue, Brennan. What are we talking about? I was just trying oh, yeah. to get a free promo. What are the pills? What are the pills? Free promo for just a restaurant? Yeah, from Olive Garden. You, or have you franchised an Olive Garden that I don't know about? <laughs> no, but I'm just trying to get like some free breadsticks, okay? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Show us the show them this podcast and you will get free breadsticks. <laughs> okay, continue, Brian. What were you saying? Uh, I don't know. Just what are the pills? Oh yeah. I have no clue. Okay, whatever. This, this was a, see that was one of those weird scenes that just doesn't go anywhere, and you're left thinking like, okay, this is clearly building towards something, and you're, it's in the back of your mind, and you're like on the edge of your seat, but it doesn't, and, it, and then you just you wind up mad. Wouldn't it have been great if his charred corpse had a boner. <laughs> that would have been great. It would have been horrifying though. <laughs> yeah. Also, like scientifically impossible because it's just muscle, right? Like, like just, a dick. Uh. Well. I don't know if there's any... There, I don't think there's any muscles in it. I think there's muscles that attach it to everything else, but uh-huh. it's mostly like cartilage and a bunch of blood vessels. So just tissue? So it would have just like burned yeah, up Yeah, it, it wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah. But it would... Look, this movie is not scientifically accurate. We already talked about the incubation period of spider eggs. Mm-hmm. The cop would have been like, ah, I see he was... He, he died a happy man. Well, see, I like just... Like we all wish we could. Look, I needed an autopsy report or something where it's like trace amounts of viagra were found in his system or whatever i needed to know mm-hmm. anyway um what's your quality score for this movie i had fun and i would rewatch it so i'm gonna get a four what yeah it had a good story what it had a great story did it yeah what yeah it was like a revenge story it lasted generations kate mara defeated the ultimate evil it was like all my favorite what was horror ultimate movies evil like the Samara, um... no Bloody Mary is just another female victim of these awful men. Yeah, but thanks to Kate Mara, Bloody Mary is now resting in peace, and all the people who did horrible things died as a result. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Wow. I really am shocked because usually we're not this far apart on movies. Did you give it a one? No, I gave it a two. Okay. Like I was, I was toying with giving it a three because I also enjoyed watching this movie, but mm-hmm. it's just not great like it's not particularly... i disagree it was the it was my prodigy okay like just a, a bad good enjoyable fun experience yeah. um yeah i mean i just feel like it, it doesn't commit to a lot of things which we've talked about like the idea that there are a lot of scenes that you think are going to go somewhere and they don't and it, it feels toothless especially because the thing i mentioned about the roofie prank it, it just feels like it it got I don't know. Someone sanded off all the edges of it. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes this weird nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of scenes are very, very slow and stilted um, in terms of like, it's like, oh, a general horror movie scary scene. Like she's going to open a closet. I don't think that happens in this movie, but it's just an example. But she just walks like a little too slow. Mm-hmm. And the scare is like a little too poorly timed. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just a little off mm-hmm. in general, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I will say, maybe maybe we got to do the prom night movie soon because I'm gonna I need to show you Mary Lou because if you liked this movie, you're gonna love Hello Mary Lou. What if I'm disappointed? Well, that's too bad because that movie's great. <laughs> so you will you will just be wrong. Okay. Well, cool. I mean, we are a franchise podcast now, so we are. When we have another like month to ourselves, like when we did this mini marathon, we'll do the four prom nights. Okay. Um. Anyway. Oh yeah, this movie also has like the the twist that you were saying, like the really predictable twist that the stepdad is the killer evil man. Uh-huh. Um, that oh he he also killed the twin brother, which we did not discuss because the twin brother's barely he barely makes an impression. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he's pretty bland, but he's okay. He's cute. Yeah, but poor Kate Mara is just gonna you know go home and have a dead brother, stepdad dead. Don't care, he's bad. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just gonna be a rough time. <laughs> gonna be you know what it'll bond her closer to her mother sure See, that's another reason why i love this movie is that this movie was women supporting women you uh-huh, know sure off screen yeah <laughs> um no but that twist felt very much like the freddy's dead twist of um lisa zane being freddy's daughter where it's like you know like 40 minutes ahead of the characters knowing like exactly what's going on you're uh-huh. like please like don't waste my time with uh-huh. this mm-hmm. well anyways i stand a feminist film so you know yeah that's that's totally what this is. Um, so this is the end of a franchise. And so that means we're going to rank these movies. I'm very curious how your rankings are going to go now. Um, but let's start at three and work our way up to one. Okay. Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Oh, sorry. off. Okay. So coming in at three, and this was a toughie, uh-huh. um, Urban Legends 2 Final Cut. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Urban Legends Bloody Mary at three because I, I think it's incontestably the the poorest of the films. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming in at number two. Uh-huh. And this was a toughie. Uh-huh. Urban Legends, the original one. The, uh, the original Urban Legend. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unusual that the first in a franchise won't end up at the top. So it's extra unusual that I'm also putting it at number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Brennan. No, that no. Don't apologize to me. Right. Apologize and to it, Urban Legend. And at number one, and this one was easy to make. Urban Legends three, Bloody Mary. Wow, this is gonna this is gonna ruffle some feathers. First of all, that both of us have not. I don't think Urban anybody really one. cares about this franchise no, look, enough to. We're be gonna like, get we're gonna get tweets if they listen. We're gonna get tweets from Ryan and B who love Urban Legend, just out of control. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get tweets from Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Who uh, else? I don't think anybody us? cares about urban legends. People are going to care. Um, when I told my friend Penny um, that we were going to do this, she was like, you have to tell me how you feel about Final Cut versus Bloody Mary. Cause she's in like a vicious battle with Brian Collins of birth movies, death over, which is better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, people, people care. Okay. I well, whoever you. loves urban Mary, urban legends, Mary's, whatever the hell, uh, <laughs> legends of the herbs, uh, <laughs> Mary <laughs> cut. <laughs> I'm running on like five hours of sleep. Yeah. So the fact that I can make sentences, granted not well, uh, is a miracle. Uh Praise him. Uh, And and my number one is Urban Legends Final Cut, by the way, which I I had a good time with, and I love making fun of film students. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. I like a good story. You like making fun of film students. We're both self-aware. Yep. Because you tell stories? I do. Okay. Um... (laughs) So I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Tweet. Find us. At us. Yep. (laughs) Thank you for that. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. 
Um, email us at Scream101podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review us. And give us five stars because we always keep, keep you on your toes. Because we deliver great content week after week. Uh-huh. And we ask for nothing except, except for five stars. star reviews. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And we'll catch up with you next week when we're starting on a whole new journey with the Final Destination franchise. Oh, I'm actually excited for these. I'm so excited. You've only seen the first one, right? I have. And I love me some John Denver. So I imagine he's going to be like a feature in all of them. I have bad news for you. But... It's just Dolly Parton. <laughs> what? Freddie Fender. Sure. He's, I'm just listing like country artists at this point. Is Freddie Fender a country artist? Yeah, he's like the Hano. The who? Like at the like a like. Oh, the Hano. Yeah. I thought he said the Hano, and I was like, that's nothing. No. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. See you, you next were, time. You were listening to the French version of that. <laughs> uh, see you next time for that. And until then, good luck in your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.